Alright guys, welcome back to take two of episode seven of I Mind. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, we'll just hop right into it. So yeah, thank you for coming here. If you got here from YouTube, thanks for that. Make sure you guys are subscribing. Uh, and then hit that notification bell, like the videos, go follow us on Instagram, like the photos over there. Um, the Instagram has been dead. The channel has been dead for about a week. We're, we have been dead. <laughs> yeah, we have been very dead. Um, yeah, so basically what happened, we tried to record and, uh, oh, actually first it got delayed. Everything got pushed out. We're like, you know what? We'll get the video out Friday. It's all good. That didn't happen. And then, <laughs> yeah, it was like, all right, we can record one of the nights throughout the week. All good. The night we chose got pushed back. It just got pushed back. <laughs> it was busy. It got pushed back. So then Saturday, we're like, cool, we'll record. And then the, my computer decided that it was full. And I, uh, the disk space issue, I can't access two terabytes. Basically, we're recording it. And Thad's watching his audio over there. And all of a sudden, it just flatlines. Like no response at all, and Thad just gets up. He's like, "Hey man, you just gotta you, you gotta hold this together." And I start talking. Dude, I was like <laughs> trying to beat through the woods with a blindfold on. Can't can't see where you're going. I was just like stuttering so much, but saying like, mm, "Yeah, mm, yeah," a bunch of times, basically. And then we started to share a headset like we did on the first podcast, and it was just like you might you guys might see it later on in like a bloopers reel, but it was bad. That the content was good, but it was just such a headache. <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad. But I mean, like the conversation wasn't super memorable. I don't feel like I mean, we had like we talked about a couple good things, but I don't know. But yeah, so now we're here. So you know what? Don't complain. It's okay. Like the only person that might be upset is your brother, but everybody else is chilling. But yeah, it's post Halloween now. It's freaking November. What the heck? That's crazy. Like, I, I was working on homework today and almost killed myself, so that was, uh, that was bad. Yeah, I have that homework coming up due in about a week. But, that, how do you feel that, like, we are past the halfway point of our final first semester of college? Dude, that's pretty crazy. Well, almost done. Oh, I mean, maybe final first semester. I mean, unless either of us decide to do more school. But I don't think you're not going to do that, right? Nope. I might. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I'm honestly really fed up with school. I'm just really tired of it. So, just that meme. F school, man. Done with this. I'm done with this. I'm done. I'm gonna go home. Um. Yeah, but it's it's been it's been good. Halloween was good. We threw some pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, my uh my girl. We had a little get together at her place, and one of the events we were sort of carving pumpkins. We painted these small little ones. And at the end of the night, Thad and I went home with four pumpkins. And when you give two college guys four pumpkins, a tall parking garage, and a target on the road, you know it's bad to go down. <laughs> it was like I was watching this road. Thad's watching the road running this way. And he says, go. And I just, like, huck that thing. I, it was, I was thrown to the moon. I got some good distance on it, too. Yeah, we sent we sent the fall away. Now it's Christmas time. We we yeeted the pumpkins away. Now uh, it's time for time for Christmas. It was fun though. It was good. It was a chill night. Yeah, I, I just threw them, and then of course Dad had to go above and beyond, and he sees this big storm drain sitting down there. 
Storm Drain is probably three by three, four by four. Yeah, three, yeah, three, three by three with like a grate on the top. The first throw, I don't even know what you were throwing at. You didn't get anywhere close, like anywhere. It was like a good twelve feet in the wrong direction. Dude, I, it's not my fault. This is my fault, but it's the earlier me's fault that I missed that bad. <laughs> and then I was like, "Dad, where's the other pumpkin?" He's like. I left it in the truck. I was like, go get the other pumpkin, man. What are you doing? Like, why are we even here if you're not going to throw the pumpkin? Anyway, so he goes and grabs it. There was a, that last throw. There was a lot of cars. We were, like, waiting for this to go by, that go by, this to go by. Finally, as soon as that, as soon as that pumpkin released out of Thad's hand, I knew that thing was going to hit it. <laughs> Dude, it was, like, it was like a dead center shot, too. It was, like, right in the middle of it. I was like, dang. I was impressed with myself. I was like, I don't even know. How did that right now? <laughs> I was like, threw it and like fall forward a little bit. <laughs> it was fun. And so this grate on the top, we were like, okay, this pumpkin's going to hit this grate. We're, you know, four stories, five stories up. So we're like, okay, this pumpkin's going to hit the grate and just like obliterate, you know? So it's going to be quite the spectacle at one in the morning, you know? Thad hits this grate. Apparently it was on a hinge and the one side, the that wasn't hinged down was released. So it hits the thing and then springs like open almost and sends this pumpkin flying in the air like another time. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the coolest part. It just bounced out. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. It didn't break either. Like it didn't break till it hit like the pumpkin didn't until it hit the it hit after. <laughs> no, it's it's still there, sitting on the sidewalk like three quarters of the way full, just sitting there chilling there. Yeah. But it was quite spectacular to see that thing doing a couple flips. It was like a trapeze artist, you know? So if you if you do like an egg drop test, aim for a storm drain because it keeps everything intact apparently. <laughs> yeah, it was good though. Good night. Made some uh, interesting drinks. That's what's up. I mean, we don't have... So we're running out of stuff to talk about. Oh, we could address... Uh, we're getting close to guests, which we talked about on the episode that kind of got deleted, but... We're getting very close to guests. We got got to get some equipment and then uh, be able to help some guests on. And it'll also sound a lot better. The audio won't be as like as like different between the people that are talking. So they'll they'll actually know how I sound instead of it being just like absolute, just not me. <laughs> well, I just I don't know like why yours is so much worse. I don't get it. I don't know, but yeah. Been, it's been really good. Yeah, it's good. I, anytime I talk to anybody outside of the pod, like about the podcast, they always have an interesting take on what we talked about. So it's, it sucks that like, like we're just really looking forward to having guests because I even talked to my my girl today about the topic we covered in the podcast that we didn't post. Even she she answered a few questions about it that I was like, oh, that that, that makes a lot of sense. So. Okay, hold on. We gotta we gotta preface this conversation. I want to know, so we gotta talk about it. But okay, so basically, how I just gotta get through it quick. Okay, so basically, guys get along better with guys most of the time, and they prefer to hang out with guys. That's basically what we talked about on the last episode. The question that was posed by one of our listeners was if you didn't have like a need for like women in your life, like an emotional need, then uh, emotional or procreation. Just no attraction toward women, essentially. Then, like, would you hang out with them? That was the question. Because honestly, like, hanging out with the boys sometimes 
sometimes better. You know? Sometimes better. <laughs> so that was the question that was posed. And then we kind of talked about that. So you asked the girl, or your girl, um, it, it was I, I kind of explained it a little bit just like how, how you did and like obviously the joking answer we both said no but then as the conversation progressed we kind of came to the realization of why men and women are such a good balance toward one another and how each person has their strengths and weaknesses in other areas and how they're not equal at all oh look who it is oh no oh man what's up <laughs> what's How's up buddy going? All right. You guys will see soon. This is one of my boys. My boys, Caleb, right. or just a regular homeless man. Regular homeless one, man's coming in. One, one of yeah. the two. How you been? Good. What's Good. up? How's it going? Good. All right. It's time for shots. You can sit. Sit right here. Sit. Yeah. Sit there. down right there. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I don't know like how much frame you are, but. Oh, he he is the whole frame right now. <laughs> You're the whole frame. Yeah. <laughs> I no, I am. Just I am. <laughs> Yeah. Do you want to pour those? Yeah, yeah I got it, I got it. So, uh, yeah. it it's been good. Yeah. It's been good. Uh, just just getting into it, just getting started. But yeah, oh, as we were talking about it just a second ago, we are like really close to having like full time guests like on the pod oh, full time. So, yeah, cool. can, you, yeah. can, this face right here, you'll be able to see very soon. <laughs> yeah. Probably with a shirt on. <laughs> maybe <laughs> depending not. on how it goes. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's just yeah. It's just, the, just the random guy that comes. Yeah, yeah, look, you don't need to start at all. You just come no. in mid podcast. You take a shot and you yeah, leave. You got to an episode. I'm the guy who comes yeah, just shot. just leeching it. Yeah. yeah. Start every podcast with shirtless shot. Shirtless shot right here. Well, this is my first alcoholic beverage with Sir Caleb. This mine too. Yeah. yeah. That's not. All right. What are we drinking to? The senior year, man. Senior year. Senior year. Yeah. Very crazy. Oh yeah. All right, that's what it is. Well, there's my shot. Yep. And, uh, leave. All right, bye. Have, have a good one. Later, homie. Have a good one. Drive safe. Do. <laughs> bye, Caleb. <laughs> See ya. See ya. <laughs> All right, uh, where were we? <laughs> As I was saying, uh, I was explaining to her, just like we kind of got, got into the conversation of how well men and women are designed to balance one another and have, like, how different people of a puzzle piece. Uh, <laughs> Caleb's back and now he's got to get. Um, basically, uh, different people are essentially, uh, they're all shaped different, offer different strengths, strengths and weaknesses. Nobody's equal, but together we're able to actually make a full a full puzzle, a full image of being one of the same puzzle pieces, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, like we, we need each other. I mean, God created women. For a reason, you want some? Some of this? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah we so th- we started talking about the whole like, would you actually hang out with like, uh, would you actually hang out with people of like the other sex if that was like if that was the case? And then I brought up the brought up the idea of like there are some girls out there that just quote quote like hang like hanging out with guys, right? At least that's what they say. And so I asked her, I was like would you prefer just like hang out with like girls? And she's like, yeah, like most girls would say that, but the ones that say, Oh, I like to hang out with guys because whatever X, 
they like doing that because it comes from a place of like attention and stuff like that. And they wouldn't get that if guys didn't have any sort of attraction of any sorts toward them. So essentially with like girls that like hang out with guys because they like X, it's purely like an attentional need from her perspective. It's an attentional need and they wouldn't get that if they, if the guys didn't like put into it, you know? Okay. So you're saying that like those people like get fueled from those relationships because like, yeah, I don't feel like that applies to everybody though. Like, I feel like that that applies to a good chunk of them, like probably 80%. That would, that makes sense. But there's also just people that get along better with like the opposite gender, you know? So then to elaborate on that, when we were talking over dinner earlier today, she said, take like people who are like homosexuals, specifically guys, right? Guys who are homosexuals, they don't hang out with guys. They hang out with girls because they they don't see, like they don't have that attraction toward any of the girls. Just kind of like like most straight guys that hang out with like the boys, they don't have any kind of attraction with the boys. So similarly, like like gay guys, not so much gay girls, but gay guys hang out with all girls because there isn't that attraction there. Wait, so you you think so kind of like the summary of this entire conversation is that like you get along better with people you're not attracted to, which is weird. I don't, I don't think that's weird because there's not, I don't want to say any alternative ulterior motives, but essentially like I just personally don't have like a girl best friend just because I don't know if I'd even feel comfortable having that while dating my, like dating my girlfriend. I just don't think that's good. Like, I don't know. I I just don't have close friends in my life that are females. I have like obviously like people I look up to who are females like that are multiple generations above me, but like people in my similar age bracket, especially ones that are single, it's not it's just not like it, in my head personally it doesn't seem like a viable way to successfully progress in your relationship with your like your significant other. No, like, everything you're saying makes complete sense. I just haven't ever looked at it this way. But, like, it all makes total sense. Like, she's definitely right. Um, I mean, what? But you don't see it the other way. You typically don't see lesbians hanging out with the boys, at least from my point of view. Granted, I've never had, like, like a, a lesbian friend, like, in the friend group. So, like, I don't really know that dynamic. But I feel like just, like, stereotypically speaking, you don't see, like, a lesbian hanging out with like just the boys even though if like gay guys typically hang out with like the girls but i, I don't know but it it adds up you know I, I don't even know i don't think i know any lesbians i might i don't know i don't really care but like yeah i don't i don't know like there's definitely stereotypes like gay guys hang out with girls no that's not like i have a few like gay friends that are like they like chilling with the boys. It's all good. <laughs> hey, gay dudes or guys or guys or girls? Yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. She's right though. Like I, I never really looked at it that way, but like she's totally right. It makes a lot of sense. Um, I think there might be something to say about like having to kind of like maybe you could just be more comfortable around people you're not attracted to because like there's nothing on the line, kind of thing. Yeah, you don't have anything to prove essentially. 
you know, like you're not trying to, like I said, alternative, alternative motives. You're not trying to act a certain way, look a certain way. Like there's zero judgment or like forethought of like getting to know somebody when it's just the boys because the boys don't, they don't care, you know? Yeah. It's weird. Never thought of that. Yeah. Maybe we need to have her on because apparently she got some good ideas coming out of nowhere with these. Dude, she, like, we just need to have guests in general. Like, so many times I'll be talking to somebody and they'll be like, but what about like this? Or what about like that? And I'm like, that would have been such a good speaking point. But granted, the podcast would be like two and a half hours, but still. <laughs> you know? We can make it two and a half hours. This is not a hard time constraint on it. Uh, yeah, but we're running out of stuff. Like, the you and me just only have so much, like, to go off of. And one thing that I've noticed is kind of a problem with us doing this is that we think very similar. So it's like kind of an echo chamber in here. But the, the intention was never to just have, be you and me talking. It was to have guests on. So I don't, I don't think it's really that big of an issue. Um, we just got to get some equipment. Then we're, we're good to go. Be rolling. Just just give us a simple 1 million subscribers and a few advertising. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, one of you listening, just shell out some, some dough. Make, make it happen a lot quicker. Promise. <laughs> All right. To elaborate on the last podcast a little bit, since we already, since we're touching on it, the question that you brought up of acting different and different around different people. Do you like how much do you think, if you were to throw a percentage on it, do you change as far as the way you act when there are different people, whether it's like guy to girl or like someone in authority versus like one of the homeboys? Like, what is your derivation between stuff? I, mean, I, I think I fluctuate quite a bit, actually. Um, oh, actually, I don't know. What, I feel like this is a better question to like answer for each other, because we observe it. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, like for you, you're pretty consistent. Um, <laughs> I think. But you can't say that because you don't often see me outside of us. Okay, I did. Okay, I keep did. Going, keep yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> like, um, you know, like. You're consistent, like, with your, your friends, I would say. So, like, how you interact with me is how you interact with other people. And you're consistent, like, in a group of people. Um, you know, I think, like, probably one-on-one with your girl, probably pretty different. And then if you're, like, in an authoritative situation, you're probably more, like, quite a bit different. than Yeah. Um, unless it's, like, unless it's our OG professor that is just, like, you're just normal. Then. <laughs> um but yeah, I think it's just how you're raised. You're raised to like respect people. But I think that most you're pretty consistent across the board. Um, you know, I think you're just you're a genuine person. So like, you're gonna like you're gonna put forward what like who you are. And I think I am similar. I would say similar in that regard. Yeah. Even so, even though you told me you've noticed, you do like you kind of self. Uh, Thad kind of self evaluated himself when his girl was over one time versus like hanging out with like the boys. And he even said that he noticed a difference. I particularly didn't really notice that difference. Maybe it's just the change in environment by having her here makes it more of like less of a contrast to notice. But if you notice it about yourself, obviously it does happen. Um, I think you do stay pretty consistent with who you are as far as like characteristics and like the person you are when there's people around. Um, whether it's a little people or a lot of people, definitely in, in like an authoritative, authoritative position of 
what you're having to deal with here with your uh, capstone group you can yeah yeah that has to crack the whip for sure but yeah you're, you're pretty consistent all over the board well i think like being consistent just comes down to like you like you knowing yourself you know integrity. That, <laughs> yeah integrity yeah that's a big thing but also another thing is like i mean you're probably on the same wave as like i straight up just kind of don't care what people think you know so i can just that allows me to like be myself you know i think like also it's a lot easier because i feel like like there's nobody that like doesn't really like us so it's like very easy for us to just kind of be ourselves because or maybe there is there might be people that don't like us if you don't like us comment drop in the comments and if you do i don't really care <laughs> you, you want to tell me why i won't read it <laughs> i'll read it and i'll laugh and then i'll tell i'll tell ryan what you said <laughs> yeah like we don't we don't care like i think we're just that that comes from having like good people around you that like support you you know um i think insecurities kind of stem from like having people around you that don't fully support you like unconditionally or like just want you to change but they don't really tell you like they don't like they want you to change but not to better yourself just because they don't like how certain things are so so you think that if you do if you are surrounded by a very accepting friend group and strong friend group you're less likely to derivate in who you are just because you're not trying to like you're not trying to please one group at a time essentially like every time you are interacting with people right is that what you're kind of saying yeah yeah that's what i'm saying like uh you don't you don't have to deviate that much if you have like consistent people that support you you know so yeah i mean i think we're both pretty consistent um i should ask uh that'd be a good thing to ask like my girl because she doesn't know me that well yet they don't know they don't know what that's dating official oh yeah yeah it's official whatever making a polar bear look warm <laughs> Jesus. No, yeah we, we haven't talked that long though so like it was still like getting to know each other but yeah it's official so but that'd be a good thing to ask her because she hasn't known me that long so like it'd be interesting her perspective like if i'm consistent like through because i feel like consistency like if you can observe somebody in a lot of different situations and they're consistent, I feel like you can trust that person a lot more because they're like giving you them like actually themselves, not putting on a face. You know. Also, over time, I think it's a big one. I think it's typical relationships only last two to three months because that is about the extent of time people are capable of putting on a persona, like a false persona, essentially. So obviously, time will tell, but time with people. That's why like trust is such a big. It's based upon time so much. It's just because you do get to see people in multiple different scenarios, like you said, but also that amount of time of really, really understanding who they are, you know? Yeah, time is huge. Time, time tells. Like, you just can't you can't uphold the fake for too long. I mean, that's kind of, that's another reason I try to be consistent, just because I realize it's just hard to maintain. I got too much other shit to care, care about. I got too much other things going on. Okay, I don't have time to be... <laughs> to be acting fake yeah so when we were talking about that right with specifically with uh significant others as far as like the greatest deviation of change is when you are one-on-one with your girl right 
and we talked about a little bit on the last time, the last podcast that we did scrap. Why do you think we changed like that is the greatest area of derivation? Do you think it stems from a point of view of like trying to look a certain way, or what do you think it, it stems from? Um, I that's a great question. Sorry, I just can't. Re- you keep saying derivation, it's deviation. <laughs> I don't mean to like put you on the spot like that. <laughs> Deviation. Um, I don't know why it's the the most significant. <laughs> Dude, I tried to get past it. My brain just wouldn't let me past it. <laughs> I was trying so hard. Um, I don't know why it's the most like. I think it's just because you care so much about like how. What are you done? You done? <laughs> No, don't worry. I, I fuck up too. I fuck up my my, my slurs. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh man, this is this guy really scuffed all of a sudden. What happened? Um, this is not scuffed. This is this is good dialogue. So okay, two. No, no, I, I got it. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I still got do, do you, So you 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 don't want to roast me anymore? No. I mean, I, I'm sure there'll there'll be things that come up. I mean, now that we've like established this tone, I feel like I can definitely come at you a little harder, um, in front of the camera. So. This is good. Consistency. This, I do this every day. Right when Ryan gets up, I'm just gaslighting him the whole day. <laughs> the whole day. <laughs> that's fit. That's how that. That's his morning coffee. He just every morning we wake up. He texts me, man, Ryan, you're a loser. Text me or you suck, man. Like see that window? Yeah, you might wanna might wanna take a step outside. <laughs> on days that on days that like I really need to get going, I I walk into his room, whisper it in his ear while he's still asleep. Starts dreaming about it and then send the text. Yeah. That is that's one of those 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 voice things you listen to, like I am a strong, powerful man, and then I repeat it. So that's like I am a loser, and I'm just like I am a loser. <laughs> oh, what were we talking? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so why do you? De- what, what do you mean? What are we talking about? I tried to bring it up again. Oh, I got it. I got it. Okay, okay. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Uh, okay, so why do you deviate so much around the girl? Um, I think it's just because you care so much about like them and like how they're doing and like i feel like i'm just like like way more caring and that changes my personality like quite a bit so i think that that's why it deviates so much it's because you just care more you know i think for like personally as soon as they're like regardless of who it is if there is a female in the room like that side of provider and protector really get it like accentuated in my, like how I act in my character. Um, when you're around guys that, not to say that girls can't provide for themselves, but guys tend to all have somewhat a majority, like a stereotype of a degree of that provider and protector aspect about them. Everyone can just like take care of themselves. Not that women can't, but just like, if you're looking at just like size-wise, most guys can take care of themselves if crap hits the fan size-wise, right? Females that are smaller, you got to be able to protect them. But obviously, they add so much more to our lives than just us being able to quote unquote protect them, essentially, you know. But whenever there is a female around, like, I'm constantly, like, looking for them, like, increasing my walk and my pace to open the door for them, you know. When I'm just with the boys, screw them, you know. Like, I don't care. Like, open your own open your own door, you know what I'm saying. But, like, when there is a girl around, like, instantly, there's a switch that gets flipped, like, subconsciously where I'm just, like, provide 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 you know what i mean just like from a, like us from a servant's heart of like make sure that you get the door for them like ask them if they want any water like if they're a guest in your house like or your place like 
make sure like like the if they need water get them their water like if they're hungry like yeah reach out hey we got some snacks you know what i mean with the boys i'm never like hey do you guys want snacks it's like bro you know what the snacks are go get the snacks for yourself you got some you got a pair of legs like seriously bro like if you ask me like if if you're like i, I would if if you're like why did you ask me if, if i wanted food i'd be like screw you why didn't you like speak up and, and get it but with a girl i'm just like it's just such a different side of it of where it's just the subconscious it's, it's the way we were raised obviously but in a split second it's purely just like a provide 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 like protect 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 like make sure everything's going good you know yeah i don't know like it, i think it's just kind of how we were raised um but yeah that definitely like i definitely treat girls a lot different than guys maybe it's just because i respect guys more than girls i'm no, just kidding <laughs> just kidding um no i don't i am curious like how girls how that makes them feel like because i feel like that if, if like you were treating me like that i would be kind of offended <laughs> just a little bit or maybe i might like it i don't know would you, would you feel like less of a man if i did that for you <laughs> yeah because like i'd feel like bro I'm, I'm good like chill out we're just we're just chilling but maybe girls are also conditioned to be treated like that uh or maybe it's kind of nice i don't know uh, this is where this may have guessed but um yeah i don't know i'm, I'm curious how, how that makes other people feel yeah I, i'm obviously curious too i think it kind of stems a little bit from girls are definitely more on the elegancy side of how they were built obviously there's always going to be outliers i know some ridiculously strong girls that could beat me into a pulp but as a majority like most women tend to have more of an elegant essence about them you know i i mentioned last time again on the podcast i scrap women are more so on like the ferrari side of things and guys are more so just like your f-150 i said it clapped out honda civic last time i i felt like i was doing this dirty <laughs> the male race dirty on that one <laughs> but you know what i'm saying it's like when you when you get into just like a pickup truck, you're not cleaning your shoes off before you get in. Like you're slamming the door any kind of hard you want. Like shoving the key in and you're going right with something like a Ferrari or a Pagani. Like you're letting it warm up. You're making sure your shoes are clean. You're making sure your hands aren't dirty at all. You know what I mean? Like there's just like each one has their weaknesses and strengths. Obviously, you can't tow something with a Pagani, but also you can't do the things that a Pagani is capable of in a, in a truck, in a pickup, essentially, you know? So I think guys and girls are just different in that aspect of, like, elegancy and, like, as a whole, like, stereotyping both groups, right? So I think that's why that there's that character change, because you're just with a bunch of trucks versus, like, the Pagani rolling in, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think, like, you just naturally want to treat them better kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, that's weird. Yeah, like, like screw the homeboys, <laughs> screw them. <laughs> not 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 to say like I don't like I don't <laughs> like my boys, but you know what I'm saying? It's just like I don't know if I would hang out with a guy that expected you to serve them. Like, not I don't say the girls expect me to me to serve them, but I I don't think I would hang out with a guy that acted similarly to a girl that like waited for you to open the door for them. Like I'd be like, like what are you doing, dude? Like, I, I wouldn't hang out with them, you know what I'm saying? But, like, with a girl, I feel bad when I don't open the door. Like, when they get the door for themselves, I feel bad. 
But like, if it was flipped around where a guy was just like, "You're gonna open the door for me," I'd be like, "No, <laughs> like, screw you, dude." Yeah, I don't. I like. I really don't know what it is. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, if I know people that were raised like a lot different than we were, but I think that's kind of a universal thing for guys. That like, like I don't know. I don't think I know any guy that like doesn't treat girls like significantly differently than than guys. I mean, like, not, like, this isn't to say that, like, you should be, like, you should, like, make that the deciding factor with how you treat people, but, like... Just treat guys like shit all the time. Screw them. Like, just, they are a piece of garbage. I mean, no, I was going to say that. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> no. Um, but, like, I mean, it does, like, I feel like it... There's just like a totally different dynamic, and I don't really know. I don't know how. It's just weird. Like I'm just trying to figure out like where where all this came from because, you know. That's definitely the biggest thing. It stems the question of why. And I don't know. Like I just don't know. Like obviously it's the way we were raised, but at the end of the day, but where does that even come from, right? That's kind of what I was getting at though, is because like it's kind of not the way we were raised because I know people that were raised very different than us, and it's still consistent. Um, so, like, yes, the way we were raised, like, maybe we're more respectful than some other people would be, but it's still consistent. There's still, like, a natural, like, kind of a, like, an instinct almost to, like, to differentiate there. I don't know why. Um, do you think it's, uh, a cultural influence? Because if you think about people growing up different ways, right, the similar or closer to similar factor would be, like, cultural influence throughout life do you think it would stem through a cultural influence of living in like um, like united states of america or well even like like throughout all of time pretty much every culture has this idea to like respect um the women in your life for the most part yeah i mean i for the most part i mean yeah i mean there's certain yeah there's certain cultures that don't that don't believe that but like for the most part, I think most most cultures have that idea. So it could be a cultural thing pretty easily. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't say that that's a super important thing in America, though. Would you say that? Maybe? I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I could answer that yes or no. I know, like, go back, whatever, 40 years, yes, a lot of things were different that are good that they have changed but things like women had white dress gloves that they'd wear and like initially the reason why guys opened doors was to make sure that their gloves didn't get dirty so there was a certain like elegance of the way they presented themselves so it's definitely cultural like it's ingrained in culture now but like why you know i i just i don't know yeah i don't know i think I think it's good that it's like that. I think that, um, like, it allows you to. I think it helps women kind of figure out where their standards are, um, because, like, you know, if if the guys around you don't treat you well, then your standards are gonna be super low, and that's not good, you know. But if the guys around you treat you well, then you're gonna have good standards, and, and standards are important for finding good people in your life. So. And like it sets, it's it's like helps guys 
set standards for themselves, essentially, or for like for girls, right? I think. Uh, actually, I don't. I don't know if that helps set guy standards. Like, I don't think guys like a girl who's like stuck up or like wanting for a girl to be like, "You better open the door for me." I don't think guys like that. But at the same time, so it, if it does help, it helps like when they appreciate it, mm-hmm. when they like observe it. Um, so it does kind of help with standards for for guys in that manner. It, in in the sense of standards, it shows that the girl knows her worth, right? It shows that a girl is like loving of herself and accepting of herself and is expecting a certain level of respect for herself and that is what's attract i feel like more attractive in a guy's eyes is having a girl be like nah i know i am this and i will be treated like this <laughs> you know yeah that's super important that's like probably yeah that that's definitely what it is i mean like you, you definitely want the person you're with to like know themselves and like like know their know their worth for sure because you don't want to be the one that's like having to supply like it's okay to like have to like validate right it's okay for that but like you don't want to be the one that's like having to having to like reaffirm things you know so you shouldn't be the individual to they should still have an identity outside of you in the relationship yeah and and if there's not that then you run the risk of them becoming dependent right and they're like they're them like putting their worth in you uh because you're like verifying that you know you need them to be self-established before you can kind of really pour into it, you know, so. And that means if you have a, yeah, bad with the button. Um, that means if you have a bad day and they're fully dependent upon your valid, like self-validation, that means they're going to have a bad day in which that shouldn't be the case. It should be, yes, you guys are both going to have good days at the same time, bad days at the same time. But when you guys are having, one's having a good day, one's having a bad day, that's when the good day person is there to help the bad day person up, right? That's where that, balance back and forth is so essential right when both people are just on the same wavelength man that's gonna be pretty crappy man do you feel like you're allowed to have bad days (laughs) as a guy (laughs) hey cut cut it (laughs) cut yeah we're done thank you for uh, watching episode seven we appreciate it uh... Like, answer the question, though. Like, do you feel like, as a guy, are you allowed to have bad days? Um. Dang. So, like, as soon as you ask that, the initial response is no, I think. Um, I know I have bad days, but I don't, I don't represent that I'm having bad days throughout life, throughout, like, my day. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's not even so much of su- suppression. I... I look at it like anytime anybody asks me how I'm doing, like I said in a previous episode, it's living a dream just because dreams come in all shapes, forms, and sizes, and I don't have to get into my life. <laughs> but uh, I, I uh, read a book, the, uh, I think it was last year, and it, it was it showed the importance of being able to put on a quote-unquote normal face, essentially – when you are in the tougher times or even in the best times, being able to control your emotions and being able to live out life or show to others that like you're 
because if you're not in control of your emotions, bad things are going to happen. You know, so not not to say that I'm expected to have good days, but I'm not going to let anyone. I'm not going to let that impact anyone else's lives around me, right? So I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Through my actions, I'm not going to show that I'm having a bad day because I don't want that to be an infectious disease into other people's lives and make them have a bad day. Yeah, I think, uh, like, that's why I kind of asked this because, like, I know I'm allowed to have bad days, but, like, I I suppress it, you know? Like, it's, like, kind of like a leader thing. It's, like, you, if you're the leader and, like, things are going to shit, like, you cannot show that things are going to shit because you got to keep everybody, like, cool. But that's not, I don't think that's suppression. I think that is maturity. I think that's showing a normal face and being able to control your emotions. I was like, I think suppression is suppressing it and not dealing with it. I think those are two different things. I think showing a normal face and suppression are totally different. I think in suppression, you are avoiding the self-confrontation of dealing with whatever is causing that bad day. Yeah, I mean you're totally right. Like, like just like showing people that like everything's cool is different than not, like not dealing with it. I just kind of like to think of it as like me just like pushing it all down. <laughs> That's just how I like to think of it, which isn't actually what I'm doing. Like you know, I'm I'm dealing with it. Um, you know, I communicate with the people that like are around me if I'm having a bad day. I don't have that many bad days, but you know. So so to answer your question, am I allowed to have bad days? I'd say yes. I I know I'm allowed to have bad days. It's purely about how am I dealing with my bad days or how am I dealing with my good days or normal days? So from someone like an outside perspective, am I allowed to have bad days? I don't have bad days. If it's like somebody looking up, like looking at me at an authoritative position or a, even like a local position that's not close to me, right? If I'm having a bad day, the people around me that are close to me will know I'm having a bad day because I trust them enough and I know them enough that they're going to be pouring into me and creating that balance in my life. So yes and no at the same time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like you just don't show it, you know. Like so it's like yes, yeah, so you can have bad days, but like you're not gonna you're not gonna show it, you know. So like if anybody around us that like like even I like you don't have that many bad. I don't know if I've ever even. Well, we kind of laugh about it. We laugh about it. <laughs> like when things when things go bad, we laugh about it. what? No, no, you see one bad day when yeah. when one of my yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> wait, wait wait wait. Am I thinking of the same one? What when you were like you were just mad that one? <laughs> yeah. So like so Ryan, can I tell the story? I don't know. You're PMSing pretty hard though, which which was was pretty great. <laughs> All right, so uh, this was like a few weeks ago. This wasn't even that long ago. Like, yeah, four or five weeks ago. Uh, Ryan was went over uh, somewhere, and you know we longboard everywhere. That's just how we get around. Um, Dude, I don't know how people walk on college campuses. You are a brave soul. You are mentally stronger than I will ever be in life. <laughs> I cannot function if it is if I can't board. <laughs> we just don't got we don't got time. We like leave two minutes before class. Like, uh, you cannot walk that fast. <laughs> you can't run that fast. Yeah, yeah you need a longboard. So, uh, anyway, so Ryan, uh, after class, Ryan's, like, looking for his board. Can't find it. He thinks somebody stole it. So he's, like, he's hunting the campus. He's hunting for this motherfucker. <laughs> he's, he's ready to, I was he's ready to stab somebody. <laughs> like, with every step I took, the angrier I got. It was just, like, every step was, like, coal on the fire. Who just <laughs> throwing it in, <laughs> throwing it in. <laughs> 
And so he can't find it. Um, can't find it. He's super mad. He had a meeting um, that he had to be to be at. Uh, so he was like 15 minutes late to the meeting, right? 15 minutes or so, because he was looking for the board. Uh, came back. Turns out one of his boys grabbed it, brought it back here for him. God knows why. Uh, forgot to text him. Forgot to let him know that he did that. And uh, the, so the board was here, uh, but he was just super pissed off. <laughs> and then like his anger, because originally you were angry at whoever took it or whatever, but then you got angry at your homie. And you were like real, real, real angry at him. Like I, I came back. They were, they were all sitting in the living room, all him and uh, the people they had the, he had to meet with. And Ryan was going in. He was just like, Dad, I'm so, I'm so pissed off. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why would you do that? Why would you let me know? Like, that's so selfish. Like, <laughs> he is going in. <laughs> and my, my boy got the blood of it too. I just started going in on him. Like, I okay, I like definitely. I was about to text it in the group chat that he was in and I decided to text him solo. I don't know if I told you, I was, I asked like the group chat, like, Hey, anyone take my board? And everyone was like, nah, 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 nah. And then he texted me like, I was like, Oh, I forgot to like tell you, I brought it back to your room for you. And then I just like laid into him. Like, and I was about to send it in the big group chat, but I was like, Oh, I'm being mature about it. Nah, I was just, I was seeing red. I was a bull going for the flag. <laughs> Which like, what? why were you so mad it's so it's so weird that's so unlike it's so unlike right Ryan. ryan's like one of the most loving people that i know and like it, it's just like i came back like he was telling me the whole story he told he talked for like probably 10 minutes or so nah maybe not that long. maybe like five minutes but then i just like the first question i asked you was like hey how much sleep did you get last night bro and it was like it's <laughs> like what did you eat today like going through the questions it's like all right this is obviously coming from like somewhere else like what else is going on right now are you okay like do you need a hug like what's going on homie like come on dad probably asked me a good seven to eight different ways of asking if i was okay or what else is affecting me that day because <laughs> he was just like like it, like he didn't want to tell me hey it's not that big of a deal because he knew that would just like rile me up even more and i'd be like dad are you serious <laughs> but yeah like multiple like and he was keeping it lighthearted to like get me to relax but i i just remember he like asked me multiple times like dad i'm fine like i'm just mad that someone took my board and didn't tell me but i i like even looking back on it now i don't know what was going through my head like i don't know like i, I just... yeah I don't, I don't know i don't know what it was uh, I, like I think I have a theory, but like that's not the full picture though. Hit me with it. What's your theory? Oh yeah, we we talked about it. Uh, like okay, so the trucks on the board were uh, your brothers, uh, Keith's. We already talked about them, but uh, so I was thinking like maybe there's sentimental value there, and that was why. Um, but I don't know. You were just really really pissed off. Like <laughs> like I can't. I was like where was i coming from what what day was this oh i had just got done uh i had just got done teaching um teaching people how to do things um and so i came out and i was like i was already pretty burnt because like that job is so draining <laughs> and that was just like whoa <laughs> like like walking past a bonfire and get hit with the heat you're just like oh <laughs> like what just happened <laughs> yeah so uh i thought i talked to him uh and yeah, it was just weird. Like, I remember you, you talked, like, your girl thought it was hilarious. Uh, or maybe not hilarious, but she just thought it was, like, it was very abnormal. Yeah, which is what I thought, too. Like She, she was died laughing. She was like, why? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, but we're all good now. You made up. You made up with the homie. You're all good. I mean, like they're pretty good friends. So like, like your boy, he wasn't get get too upset about that. He was um, just like, he was like, you were having a bad day. Like I knew, like replying to you wasn't gonna help. So. <laughs> plus, like, so like, uh, one of our professors kind of did the same thing to you, like about a week later, like karma, you know. Oh, uh, he was just having a bad day. You guys made up. I think like like being able to realize like that people like when somebody's acting inconsistently being able to like kind of treat that as an outlier situation and not let it affect the relationship too much that's really important um yeah it was just it was just funny though i was (laughs) was just like what is going on bro are you okay what's going on yeah i thought like I like your dog died or something. I was like, God dang, bro. What's going on? Yeah, that's like, I can pretty much count on my hand how many times I've actually been mad in my life. Like, I'm not a, I don't, I am very in control of my emotions, especially when it does come to stuff like that. Like, ups, I, I like most of the time it's like, I'll be upset about something, right? Like, when I say mad, I mean like, like seeing fire, like actually like ready to go about it, you know? Yeah, I don't think I've ever been, like, go to war mad. I don't think ever. Like, because, like, I mean, things that happen in my life aren't really, like, I don't think I've ever been, like, go to war mad. I think it had to be, like, something, like, really big to, like, make me, like, really care about something. <laughs> yeah. It's when, Like like they said, retrospects 2020, when you look back on that, it's definitely a time where you're, like, it's kind of like you kind of like look down upon yourself for like not being able to control your emotions. Uh, but I like even later that night, I literally laid on the floor next to Thad's room and I was like, dude, what was going on in my head? I even asked you that, you know? It, yeah, I'm not proud of the way I, I took care of that situation, but kind of like how Thad said earlier, surrounding yourself with those really good people is what helps bring those balances back like into life. And, yeah. I mean, like, imagine if you didn't have people around you to tell you, like, yo, you're, you're being dumb. Like, like, what's going on right now? If you didn't have that in your life, then, like, you would just think that you were chilling. That was normal, you know? And then, like, that's that's when you let those outliers become, like, common things in your character. And, uh, yeah, that can really, can really mess you up. That's one of the biggest reasons why I have zero road rage. Anytime someone gets upset at me on the road... Or vice versa, like they do something stupid. I was like, hey, maybe they're having a bad day. Like that that's just the kind of person I am. That's that's like so true. Like obviously people have bad days. You gotta you gotta allow people to have bad days, you know? It is what it is. What do you think of this idea that like you need bad days to have good days? Do you think that's true? Like if you have nothing to compare, do you think like you can actually have good things in your life? And then I have a follow-up question to this, but shoot. Instead of looking at it as bad and good days, how I view that sort of question is more so of mountains and valleys in life. So uh, down in the valleys, in between, like if there's two mountain faces like this, down in the valley is where all the growth happens, right? On those bad days and on those challenging times, that's where all the nourishment and like, that's where all the growth happens. That's where the trees are green that's where the water's running that's where there are thorns to stick you there are logs to trip you there are animals to hunt you down all throughout the valleys right then you have the climb of the mountain 
it still sucks. There's still growth as you go up the mountain, but the further you go up, there's less and less growth, right? And then once you get to the top, there's an incredible view. But also on the top of the mountains, nothing grows up there. So not to say that you have to have bad days in order to have the good days, but if you are on top of them, if you're only on top of the mountain, you're not going to have growth in your life. This is so deep. What? Such a great metaphor. And it's so true. Do you think you can appreciate the top without being at the bottom? You can't appreciate it in its totality. When you look down and you look at where you started, you know what it took to get there, right? And you can relax, breathe that nice crisp air and look down and be like, I accomplished something, I endured something. Looking at the next the next ridge over or that next valley up or that next peak in your life or the next false peak in your life, you can look back and be like, hey, I have already done something 10 times this hard, right? Like I've already climbed a mountain bigger than this one. It's like this one just got to take it as it is. So, so hypothetical. Let's say that like your life was just always great forever. Okay. So let's say that everything's perfect, ideal. There's nothing wrong ever happening. It's just always at the same level, right? Do you think like you would have the awareness if your life was always like that to know that things were good? You don't think so? Okay. Okay. Follow up question then. So like this idea of heaven how can it be perfect? Like, are you going to be able to actually appreciate that it's perfect? Because so like, so like in the garden, right? So in the garden, were they able to appreciate that it was perfect? Not until they experienced what it was like to not have it. Yeah. So like the, the fruit from the knowledge or, uh, what is it? The knowledge of good and evil. Um, of the knowledge yeah, yeah, of good yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, once they once they experience that, they experience the bad thing, right? Then they could appreciate what they had before. Kind of this idea, like, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah. Kind of, so, I just I'm curious about that. Is like how how can something be perfect? Like, is there such a thing as perfect? Right? Because if things are perfect, then is it actually like are you able to appreciate that's perfect? So break down your, your question a few t- a few times right if you are on that mountaintop throughout life i think your foundation in life is very weak um similarly to the story of the biblical biblical account of adam and eve the temptation of the snake of the snake probably wasn't much for them to fall into it you know because their life was so good just kind of like in our, like if say if you were a billionaire from birth one thing would go bad in your day and your whole day would fall apart. I, I would guarantee it, right? If one business deal went bad, you would just like fall into the absolute crapper just because it's essentially you've built your, you've built your life on sand, not rock, right? Your foundation is weak. It's going to get washed away when one wave comes by. Um, yeah, that's what I think about when, when you ask about the, uh, uh, like all good days. I, I think you definitely need bad days in there in order to build that foundation and in order to actually have it grow into something and support something of any kind of master structure, you know? Uh, as far as the ideology of having being perfect, I think it's... I think it's... I obviously... I do think that heaven is... a is perfect um the thing is because we 
we can't fully comprehend what perfect is, I don't think we can expect what it's going to be like. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to actually. So I was going to pose the question is like, uh, do you think heaven can be perfect? And also another question is like, God knew that, right? God knew that like you don't experience growth. So I don't think the garden or heaven is the human's definition of perfect. Um, I think that, like, I don't think that heaven is necessarily um, going to be, like, about resting. Because, um, like, even God, it even, like, even says in the, you know, the whole creation story is, like, God worked for six days, took one day to rest, right? Um, so, like, even God appreciates work. So I think, like, there's still, like, I think work is super important. Honestly, like, people in general, they get so much fulfillment out of work. Um, so I don't think heaven's going to be this, like, perfect, idealized, like, like version of what, like, what humans think is perfect, you know? I mean, I think having work a part of your life is perfect, you know? I, I don't think, yeah, it's part of it, yeah. I, I don't think that, uh, like, like you said, like, our definition I think multiple people out there in the world, like if they would say, if I didn't have to work, everything would be great. You know, like I, I don't agree with that. Like I would get just because of the person that I was, I've been developed into. I like relaxing isn't in my blood. I don't like relaxing. I don't. Right. Like even on like before the little get together on Sunday, I literally sat there and I was just sitting there and I was like, I'm not having fun. Because I'm not doing something. Like, I need to do something in order to, like, have enjoyment. Whether, like, I can relax through through fishing. I can relax through driving a boat. I can relax through snowboarding. Like, I just need to be doing something, you know? Well, I can usually relax okay if I do something with my day before that. So, like, at night is when I relax. Because I'm, like, I accomplished all this stuff with my day. Um, I'm not a failure of a human being. You're, you're looking can, down yeah. from the mountaintop, right? You're looking down from the mountaintop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you appreciate it a lot more. That's how I'm able to relax. But I do, I do like, some people are kind of wired like you. Like, they need to be actively doing something. I'm not so much that way. Um, I'm, like, a lot more active than I think I would, like, naturally tend to be. Like, if it was, my, if it was like, my choice, I probably wouldn't be as active as, uh, well, it is my choice to not be. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. This this is alcohol is hidden hidden a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, like th- there's I think that like work is perfect, like you're saying, you know. Uh work is like painful, you know. It take it it like takes something out of you, but like you accomplish something. Like uh, so I farmed over a couple summers. Was it two summers or one summer? Maybe one summer. Maybe I only farmed one summer. But like, that's really hard work, and it's, like, it's hard, and it's, like, uncomfortable, um, agriculture farm, but at the end of the day, you can kind of, like, you walk back, and you can, like, look over this field, and, like, you know that the field is, like, doing what it's supposed to be doing, and you're just looking at, like, there's something very rewarding of, like, looking upon your work, and, like, seeing that it was good, you know, so. And being proud of it, like, taking pride in what you are able to accomplish, that's what I think that ideology of like if I didn't have to work stems from is there a lot of people out there in the world that are working and not being not taking pride in their work 
you know, like not being able to say, yes, I am proud that I do this. I know so many people that are like, oh, I do this, but, you know, this is my real passion. Or I work these jobs so I can pursue this, you know. I don't think there are, I think less than a majority of people actually enjoy what they do, you know. Like, unfortunately, people don't, like, always get to, like, experience purpose in their in their work. And I think purpose is, is where that comes from. But, yeah, I mean, there, there's there's a lot that comes with, like, pride, like, pride in what you do. Like, like today, even. Like, I worked for seven hours on this dumb homework assignment. It's worth, like, no points. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but, like, at the end of it, like, I was able to, like, look back at all this work that I had done. Like, one of these problems was, like, three pages long. And it was, yeah. Hey, you're going to have fun with it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, three pages long. Um, it was, like, all these, like, letters, numbers. Like all kinds of symbols, all kinds of nonsense. And I was able to like look at it, understand it, and like see that it was it was complete. And like th- that's very rewarding to be like I understand this, and I know how to do it, and this is what I was able to produce. Um, you know, that's like a gift, like to be able to. I think like that's that's one of the things that God has like gifted us with, is the ability to create, and out of creating things, appreciate that creation have that fulfillment in creation especially for me i've done fabrication work my whole life i've done like remodeling of houses apartments everything like that everything under the sun plumbing you name it i've done it uh there is that appreciation and like proudness of i can accomplish that like it's kind of similarly to that mountain analogy anytime like someone's like oh yeah i'm doing i need to like redo part of my wall or something in my head, I'm like, that's easy. Like I've accomplished that before. I can do it. Like if, like they're talking about how it took them like three hours. I'm like, I could have done that in like 20 minutes. Not not in a prideful way, but in my head, I'm like, I'm 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 thankful that my dad taught me those things. So like, or having to like call a plumber for a leak in your house. I'm like, I can t- I can do that right now. You know, like welding. I've welded all my life. It's like welding ain't ain't a thing. I talk to some people and they're like, welding. Wow. I'm just like. I'm just like, it's 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 glue for metal in my head. You know, it's it's arts and crafts in my head. Uh, but when I do do a good job of it, I'm so proud of it. And as time has gone on and I've gotten better at the craft, the more and higher standard of excellency and the more it takes for me to actually be proud of my work, which is can be detrimental if you're on, on a time limit. But I definitely do take pride in like my, my golden, my my trophies you know what i mean when i do produce great work for somebody and they are able to brag about it or something like that you know yeah it's a uh, it's important to be able to do that i mean like fabrication is a perfect example because it's like tangible things that you create but i mean just being proud of your like ability to to do things you know i used to draw a lot and uh you know drawing is another thing that like it's interesting because like you get to look back on it you get to like kind of watch yourself grow with it also which is kind of cool um you know there's a lot of cool things like that i think like as people i i really do believe this idea that like people were meant to create um you know like we were created in the image of god and god is a creator he is the creator right um and i think people were 
truly meant to like create things like God has given us gifts, um, not all the same gifts, but gifts to create. You know, I think that's the consistent thing is that to create certain things, you know, one thing I will always be curious of in life is from a female's perspective of the creation of a child. Obviously there is a portion they can't experience of what we contribute to the creation of a child, but I'm so curious of what it feels like to grow a human being inside your system and like the type of accomplishment you feel after it. it's in real life in your hands, like crying and whining and crapping all over you, you know, like that is something I'm like, you must just feel like so powerful, like just the sheer ability to create life. That is awesome. I won't ever be able to read to, to, to do that. Sadly, I don't know if I'd want to, but that's definitely something I'm curious. Like, how does somebody who's had a child feel about like, dude, that's so badass. I don't know other, like, I, like, like you just created it. Obviously there's someone has had to help you, but you just created life. Like you have sustained life. Like you just built another human being in your system. That is crazy. That is awesome. I, I'm really curious. Like people have that same effect about like fabrication or something, or like I work on a lot of cars. They're like, oh, that's so cool that you can do that. Like I wonder if it's that same effect of like curiosity and like like just like amazement that I get from someone that I like. I'm like drooling over like something that one of their abilities, you know. I mean that that's that's a big one for sure because like only half the population gets to experience that. Yeah, it's a it's a curious subject for sure. Yeah, like I I don't know. There's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot of chemicals, a lot of like things, but like that's got to be like such a weird, like almost unnatural experience because I don't think you could compare it to anything like before that, you know. So. It's pretty cool. Do you okay? Do you think you should, or do you think you have a responsibility of using your gifts to create in life? Yeah, I think you have a like as a person. I think you have a responsibility to contribute to society, contribute to the community, um, and I think a lot of the times that's through creation, um, but also like just for self fulfillment. Um, you know, I think creation helps with that is that that is that even your question i i had it all i had a different motive behind the question so then do you think as a female you should have a kid because that that is a gift that you were given to create i just asked you i i kind of painted you into into a corner i, I did i admit i did i can still <laughs> i can dodge it <laughs> it's not a but, but you know what i'm saying like with the ideology of you have a responsibility to create with the gifts you were given should you not that you have the responsibility of bearing a child because there definitely are do you think women <laughs> do you think as as a woman you have some sort of responsibility of creation of life um well it's actually like one of the first things god told us to do um I don't think so, though. I don't think that, like, I don't think everybody needs to, like, I don't think your life is, val like, validated by, like, checking that box. 
you know um i think because like when people have a lot of other gifts too you know like sometimes it just doesn't make sense to have a kid like say that your gift is like to be like this tiger like this this tiger woman right you're just like out there like conquering the business world or whatever or i mean yeah i had to compare it to money but like (laughs) but like like say that there's something else that you're like super good at um and maybe your ability to apply that doesn't allow for you to like have a kid also um but like i think like as long as you're applying what you have i think that that's that's important um but you don't have to have a kid i don't think so how do you decide in life which gifts to pursue in creation well, I mean, just because you can have a kid doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be a good mom. Um, so, like, you have the gift of being able to, like, being able to do that. But, like, deciding what gifts to use, I think it kind of happens naturally. Um, you know, like, like you and I's gift is definitely, like, our, our thought process, our critical thinking ability, right? And uh, I think we both did a pretty good job at like figuring out how to how to apply that in a in a you know in a uh, context that will benefit other people. Um, but I think I don't know I don't know how you decide that. I think there's definitely like I think everybody has like things that they're better at than other things. Like you know everybody that like makes it in life, right? Their like thing that they are the best at is what they pursued. So it's more about like deciding, it's not so much about deciding like what to pursue. It's like, all right, this is what I'm good at and then running with that and just fully committed and running with that, you know? So essentially it's decided for you. Yeah. It's kind of like predestiny, kind of like you're predestined to fit this mold. Um, it's, it's predestination. That's 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 another topic. I hate that conversation so much. That's that's not predestining. It's predestination is the proper terminology. Okay, that. No, no, predestination is different. (laughs) I'm just I'm just giving you crap. (laughs) Derivation. (laughs) You take take that. Hey, it cuts deep every time you bring it up. All right, so. (laughs) It's like cuts you. Just like another notch across the chest. Yeah. You guys should see Ryan without a shirt on. It's all it's all fucked up under there. <laughs> That's the other thing that does to me. He'll tie me down. It's got up my chest. Uh, no, no, but uh, do you think so? You you do think that it, oftentimes it is a not that your your specific walk in life is determined, but your path in life is kind of determined by the gifts you're given. Well, I think, uh, like, God has a purpose for everybody, right? I think, like, a lot of the way that he instills that is he gives you certain things that you're good at. And, uh, you know, it's kind of your job to apply that. Um, you know, like, obviously, like, some people fall off the fall off the wagon. Um, but, you know, just because you, like, don't, or you fall off the wagon, see, like, it's kind of, a, like, a weird thing. Because, like, you fall off the wagon in terms of, like, society's norms, right like you and i are pretty lucky like we're just good at school right so like we fit the mold of like what society thinks is success you know but like other people might not be so good at school and uh you know maybe they just don't they don't like it um so the like you just got to figure out like what 
like how to apply it. Um, but like, ever I feel like everyone has this ability to be creative. You know, creativity is where you actually figure out what you need to do with your life. Being able, being creative and figuring out like where you fit in. Um, how like as a growing adolescent into where we are currently how would you go about figuring out where you are able to be creative at right like if you have trained for the basketball team and you're five foot one on the basketball team you can you can you can try that creativity all you want but it's not going to work out for you where like how do you go about figuring out where that creativity lies in your life well i mean you got to be realistic with yourself like you know you like it like listen listen like i'm I don't have the best rhythm. Like, I'm not ever going to be, like, a musician. Um, you know? Like, I have decent rhythm. But, like, realistically, that's not that's not where I fit, you know? Uh, you got to be realistic with yourself. Um, there's certain things that, like, you just won't be able to do. And being able to, like, recognize those things is just as important as, like, being creative and applying yourself where you need to be applied. But, like I said, how do you find or what can you do to exercise those creativities in your life like where do you find those like with you looking back on your life for me it was i was all about like from a very early age legos right i love putting them together cognitive thought process from there it evolved into fabrication work and being able to solve complex problems to like like a dynamic system of maybe making a fender for for a car you know like there's all kinds of factors that go into it and I was just naturally had a good knack of it. And I was blessed to have a father who had the same interest. How does somebody go about in life figuring out what they're good at if they aren't kind of directed, surrounded by that good environment and directed into, into what, like, not, how does somebody as an individual be able to find those creativity paths in life if they're not in a situation of a authoritative, authoritative person or a group of people pouring into your life to help you find those creativity, find those creative moments, creative moments in your life. You know, for me, it was my dad was very similar to me in the sense of he was a mechanical engineer, loved fabrication work, loved cars, loved trucks, all that good jazz. I was lucky enough that he realized that in me at a young age and was able to look back on his life and be like, oh, he's fallen in a similar footstep as me. So I'm going to help him figure out what he's good at in that area you know so as an individual at like i don't did your dad have a similar influence in your life of leading into what you're good at or did you have to kind of figure out on your own oh for myself how did i how did i i kind of just ended up here honestly like no no, no. So okay your dad yeah, I didn't have or did have i i so the people in my life always told me that like I was good at school, basically. Uh, which is like, <laughs> so you just think you just tell a kid, "Hey, you good at school?" And they're gonna be good at school. <laughs> no, I mean like, like I think, yeah, I don't know what the heck. I'm trying to think back, like how. So like, me and my parents didn't have like a ton of conversations about like what I was necessarily good at. Um. But I think I always kind of knew what I was good at. Because, uh, like, I think it's just more about, like, experiencing a lot of different things. You got to get out and you got to try things. Because then you realize, like, oh, I'm not good at that. Like, I played football for four years. I sucked at football. 
I was terrible. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> but, like, you know, that made me realize, like, oh, you know, football is my thing, you know? And, like, I didn't pursue that anymore. Um, but, like, in that experience of football, I realized, like, oh, I'm actually, like, really good at, like, mediating people, you know? I'm, like, I'm good at just kind of being a good person, you know? And uh, so that's what I kind of learned from that is just, like, how to how to be a good person. Learned that about myself. So you think the, as an individual without guidance, the biggest contribution of figuring out where you can be creative and contribute to society is uh, experiencing, is experience, and just getting out and experiencing different things in different areas of life. Yeah, and a lot of different things, right? So like you should be you should be going out, you should be experiencing a lot of different things because it like ultimately it helps you learn about yourself. Um, it's not like you're not going to be great at everything that you try. It's just not it's just not what it is. Um, but once you can kind of like narrow it down, figure out what you're good at, um, and like also like you shouldn't once you do figure out what you're good at, uh, you shouldn't like use that as a crutch and stop experiencing things. Like you should always try to be experiencing things. You know, like you and I are always experiencing things. Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, I think. Um, I think you learn a lot about yourself when you're outside of your comfort zone. Um, so, like, if you're in this, like, region where you're comfortable, I don't think that's, like, super helpful for you, you know? Yeah. Coming from a, a Christian household and a Christian school, I was in a Christian school since nursery, all the time I I advise people to go to one college party. I don't want people to, like, drink their lives away or anything like that. I think it's just that experience of, knowing what it's like and experiencing yourself in a different environment, you know, like, well, I, I think that that's very good advice. I, I would tell people the same thing, you know, and I'm not a partier. Like, uh, yeah, I don't like, I don't like it, but like, I know that about myself and, uh, you know, I know kind of where I fit in. I know what I enjoy, you know, uh, some people do enjoy that, but I think it's important to experience like, like the party example is perfect. Because, like, I feel like parties are, like, taboo or whatever. Uh, I mean, rightfully so most of the time. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> um, but like I think you need to experience that. Because then you, like, appreciate, like, oh, this isn't me. Like, this isn't – I don't like this. Like, there's, like, too much going on, you know. And then, like, you appreciate just, like, kicking back with the boys. Like, watching a movie at, like, 1 a.m. with a couple drinks. You and, like, two of the homies, you know. You should appreciate it a lot more. So, um, yeah, I think it's a lot about just experiencing a lot of different things. Yeah. I think you, you just need to learn about yourself that way. So learning, like experiencing different things. Because you are gifted in school, where in your life have you looked at something? Like, can you look back now and be like, I definitely went out to experience something and uh, that is not for me. Outside like partying or something, but like, a kind of an outlier of like you went out you tried it and it was like way beyond like what fits into your mo yeah that's a good question um i mean honestly like like football was definitely one of those things i kind of already talked about that i gotta think of another example um i mean yeah what's something that like i just don't really appreciate 
or like it just wasn't me. Do you have do you have something that you're thinking of? Kinda. Uh, I don't think anything particular, but uh, hmm. see, I don't think I have the same experience of. I think my dad just realized what I was good at, and he pushed me in those environments so much that it just took over. I don't think I've expanded much outside of my outside of my market. I don't think I have. So yeah, yeah, because like I'm trying to think like because like you had like your dad like supported you and it just kind of worked like you know. It, it's because we are very close to the same individual. Granted, I had like. I think my dad was just really good at noticing what we were naturally good at. I was really good at music from an early age and he pushed that and he invested a lot of money in the musical side of things. He knew I was good at fabrication. And he Obviously he wanted like a lot of stuff for fabrication too. So he bought a lot of stuff, but uh, I think my dad was just really good coming from a management position of seeing, seeing how people like where areas people are efficiently efficient and good at in life and being able to push those to the to the maximum to make things run better it's like just like we talked about episode one yeah just like that um yeah i think i think i've just always kind of done what i was good at so like i don't i don't know um you know my parents definitely like pushed i don't feel like my parents even feel like they had to push me very hard to like to like just do things um you know like like especially with school like i don't they don't have to any of my siblings they they haven't really had to like be like hey like what are you doing like you gotta you gotta be on like we're all kind of we understand that that's like our job is to do well you know um yeah i don't know like honestly like everything that i experience that is like outside my comfort zone like i enjoy uh usually uh which is weird. I don't know. For me and what I did, instead of my parents pushing me in those areas, I may have said they did, they supported and rewarded like good doing. So it's, it was a self-motivating action that they supported and rewarded uh, that made me like expand on what I was good at, essentially. I think that's a better way of going it than constantly, because I think if you like push to kids, push, 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 they're gonna kind of rebel on what you're pushing them at, you know. So by taking a a perspective of support and reward, I think that is the essential part of successfully helping or aiding a kid, or not even like your own kid, but just other people yeah. in life, you know. Well, like we kind of already talked about this, but like I don't respond very well to like criticism um i'm like i think everybody's kind of like this like i respond much better to encouragement you you like so like but like if if people tell you like okay you're doing these things well right but then like there's there's these things you need to figure out right that that hits you like way way different than at least it hits me way different than uh just saying like listen bro you suck at these things bro like (laughs) like i don't know what to tell you (laughs) So for me, I'm a very problem solution orientated mind. So if people just show the pro like show problems in my like what I need to work at or like whatever it may be, maybe it's like 
in life or maybe it's like at my job or what I should be doing. If you just present issue, 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 issue in my head, I'm like, okay, I got to find solution, 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 solution. I don't care about the stuff I did right because I'm going to continue to do it naturally. Yeah. I, I mean, I was just, I was bringing this up cause you, you mentioned like, it's more about like rewarding, uh, the things that you're good at. Uh, cause yeah, yeah. Cause like you said that your parents like rewarded what, what you're good at and that's kind of how you like allowed yourself to give into those things. Um, which I think is good. I think, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty solution driven person also. I just respond differently to certain things. So I think I just like naturally like figure stuff out, which I don't know, is just natural. Like you give me enough time, I can figure just about anything out. Um, but like I think you you were very lucky in the regard that like your dad was able to figure out what you were good at. You know, my parents knew I was good at certain things also. I just uh oh my parents have a lot going on. You're also the youngest, so they're able to like focus on you a little bit more. I'm the oldest, so like it's a little different, but I'm not like burnt about it or anything. <laughs> like it's going fine. It's working out great. I'm looking at my other siblings. I think I just lucked out that I was luck, like similar, luck, similarly enough to my dad. Looking at my other siblings, it created friction in life between, like my dad's wanting, not that he wanted to implement the same rules with kids. Like he tried his, he did do a good job of like showing, like, uh, being able to. Oh my gosh, that threw me. That threw me off big time. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. I think the camera's dead. Oh really? But, is it not? Is that not running? Uh, let's see here. Oh, it's not dead yet. Oh okay. Well, anyway, not to get into it too much, but to kind of sum it up. Like, I think definitely from uh, early yeah, age, like you gotta. If yeah, it's you, dead. If you, it's dead. Oh, it's yeah, dead. yeah, it died. It died oh, a while ago. But okay. like, I knew that was gonna happen. It's okay. all good. But. Uh, I think for my, even my brother, because he's less similar to my dad, it created more friction because my dad had a, a couple sons that were similarly to him. So the ones that weren't, like my dad's still trying to run at the same because it's worked for two of them. <laughs> that, that's majority. <laughs> Why does it work for the other ones? But no, nah, he, he did a great job. I'm thankful for my dad. He's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, you kind of looked out. I mean, I'm not. I'm kind of an anomaly. I think I talked about this before, but like my brother is like my dad. Uh, yeah. My, and I think, I don't know if I'm, I would say that I'm closer to my mom kind of in terms of how I am. I don't know. I'm, I'm actually like very similar to my grandpa apparently. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just about experiencing things. I think you need to get out of your comfort zone a little bit and uh, experience things. You know, and if you are doing that and you realize that like, ah, oh, there's certain things that like, I don't really like, then like, you don't need to keep experiencing those things. <laughs> you know, you need to like, let yourself allow yourself to realize, oh, this isn't me. I, and then just like cut it out. You know, that, that's okay too. So, so many people say, if you like love what you do, you won't work a day in your life. I don't think they mean it in the sense of you won't work a day in your life, but you will love what you do. Right. So take what. Like use those experiences of life and get out of your comfort zone in life in order to kind of figure out where you should go, right? Because if you go down a path that you aren't comfortable in and you don't like, you won't like it. Like you won't love it, 
right? When you go through and you go down the path of something that you love and like and enjoy, you will feel fulfillment. You will be proud of your work. You will be able to enjoy what you do. And that's the idea of work not being work is actually loving the work, you know? Well, it's like the idea of purpose, right? Um, you know, there, I forget, like, literally billions of dollars a year is lost, like, in, Amer- in the American workforce from people that don't think that their work is purposeful. Because purpose allows you to, like, actually care about what you're doing. So you're going to work a lot harder if you, if you like, feel like you have purpose in your work. Um, I mean, that's, I think that's why senioritis hit so hard is because you're like i this isn't purposeful anymore like i'm i'm there i'm at the end you know um so like there's like a lot of bs assignments that we have to do and uh those assignments aren't probably aren't as good as quality as uh assignments we've done previously that's just like one example but um yeah it's this idea of like finding what you love um and loving your work it's really finding like what you find purpose in um so yeah, I think mean, purpose is huge. It, it's like you will have a better life if you think that you have purpose in what you're in what you're doing. Um, <laughs> I think we should probably wrap it up. So the camera has been off for a while, so you guys can't see us. Uh, sorry about that. The battery was not charged all the way. It is what it is. I don't want to tell y'all. But Brian's still looking sexy though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just kind of wrap it all up, like like Brad said, like experience all kinds of things in life like get out there experience all kinds of things maybe if you're blessed similarly to me of having somebody kind of help guide you into those things that you are good at like follow through with that and really use it to your benefit of the direction of life you want to go actually be able to love your purpose and love your work throughout life and that and then you will you will feel fulfilled yeah i mean that's huge. What else did we talk about? We talked about, um, oh yeah, um, maybe just treat everybody well. <laughs> man, you gotta treat guys like crap, man. <laughs> nah, 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 don't do that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that's a good spot to end it off. Thank you for wrapping it up. Appreciate it. I'm sorry, I kind of roasted you a little bit. I apologize. Hey, we'll we'll make it up over pillow talk. Don't worry about it, man. It'll be high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ryan's got this obsession with trying to kiss me, and it's kind of whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that, that's a little far. It's not a, not as fun when it's public, huh? <laughs> okay, okay, pal. <laughs> you just want <clears throat> what do you want? You just want you want the side of it that's uh the secret side of it, like I don't want like any side of it. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> You're such a liar. <laughs> All right, okay, okay. okay. Episode, episode seven. <laughs> episode Take two. Seven, okay. Take two. Episode seven's over. Uh, thank you guys for listening to it. We appreciate you guys. We know none of you are here, but it's all good. Still love you guys. Um, make sure you like the video, subscribe, hit that notification bell, go follow us on Instagram, like those photos. We appreciate it. Um, if you, you don't, don't, you're get, dead to me. Yeah, if you don't, you're dead to Ryan. Uh, you know, I won't really care because. I mean, I don't care. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, stay tuned. We're going to have guests on pretty soon. So uh, stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you all. And uh, goodbye.